Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. It's noon Pacific, January 25th. 2018. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Triple Crown has come and gone. And it was awesome. It ruled. But we're back to the normal format this week in the Glendale. Round four of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. And uh, let's talk about it. 702-586-7857. Got a few lines open. Still Jason Thomas, Paul Parabinos joining me on the show today. And of course you. at 702 586 7857. Lots to talk about. Is Tomac good? Is he fixed? Is Savachi now the guy? Is he gonna be the guy in the 250 class? Marv? What about Marv's shoulders? Jason Anderson? Points guy? Yeah, that's right. He's had it for a couple races now. Uh, so lots to talk about when it comes to uh, the Supercross series right now. And so please give us a call, 702-586-7857. We will uh, take some calls, and uh, we are giving, get, get going, blah, 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 blah. going to give away a Fly Racing uh, windproof jersey. Thanks to the folks at flyracing.com. Please uh, check out uh, their Fly Mountain Bike gear. It offers a surprising amount of styles and colors of jerseys, shorts, mountain bike shoes, and helmets. This gear, the mountain bike stuff, is thought out as carefully as their moto division. It's packed with features that will help the newbie all the way up to the seasoned professional happy. Check out Fly's mountain bike gear at their website, flyracing.com slash MTB. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing for making it happen. Blake Baggett, Weston Pike, 7 Deuce Deuce, all run uh, Fly Racing. Also, too, the 7 Deuce Trace. Uh, Tyler and Tignap, bad crash uh, out of the practice track. He'll be out for a few months, hip and a pelvis injury. So get well soon. Seven Deuce Trace, thinking about you. Good dude. Uh, also, too, we want to thank Get, that little orange box on the front fender of uh, Webb and Barsha. That's a Get product. It's a works part for your production machine. It's what all the factory teams are using ignition-wise, and uh, Get is the one that's available to you, the people, to use. A lot of them have their own designs, I should clarify. Uh, please, destroy the start, get the whole shot with Get. JGR Suzuki guys use some Get products, and the uh, uh, Monster Yamaha guys use Get as well. Also, too, we are going to talk about the guys at Maxxis. The MXST tire is coming out soon, developed by the King Jeremy McGrath. Uh, besides the dirt bike tires, though, they got high-quality tires for your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, and more. Their mountain bike tires are the bomb, I guess. I'd like to get some and try it, but I don't even mountain bike anymore, so it's really sad. I need to get on it. But like I said, McGrath's developing the new tire, MXST, and uh, to learn more, visit Maxxis.com and Pro Taper as well. 
protaper.com. They've got a ton of really great hard uh, hard parts for your bike, whether it's brake pads, whether it's sprockets, whether it's chains, whether it's bars, whether it's grips, whether it's hour meters, whether it's tie-downs, patented tie-downs, protaper.com. From the very first innovation, which was that oversized one and length bar that Bradshaw used back in the day. And since then, ProTaper's prided themselves in providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fill the control and drive needs from today's racer to the weekend warrior. Um, and uh, we thank the folks at ProTaper as well. Like I said, 702-586-757. JT's coming on. And uh, Paul Parabinos as well. And uh, my name is Steve Mathis. Taking your calls, holding things down over there in the corner. The Tits Legendary. What's up, Tits? Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. I was asking you about the Fly Racing windproof jersey that we're giving away. Yes. And you're like, oh, I got one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I got one. Not so, a lot of things in that catalog that I have just, not come just across. Just simply, simply ridiculous. When you get the discount that I get, you, you, you might as well just get everything. That way you can at least say you've got it. Unbelievable. Tits legendary. Uh, what do you think of the Triple Crown? I really liked it. Um, I echo most everyone else as far as seemed like not a lot of racing i know that the commercials and everything but there's more everything else is jammed together as far as the segments and stuff like that but the idea itself i loved even going into the last race you're like i don't know who's gonna yeah. win this thing did you have any trouble knowing what was going on as far as who was gonna win it or whatever i'm pretty smart so yeah, whoa, huh? not me yeah. uh but i could see how some people you know it yeah. could be kind of hard to follow yeah they need to tighten it up but the, but yes. at the same time, the riders and teams need gaps to rest, recover, yes. make bike changes. Yes, I agree. So. Um, I loved the inconsistency on everything. I mean, yeah, uh, Savachi was like the only guy who had consistent results, and that yeah. was about it. And, that's and, what I loved. Yeah, five winners and six mains, yeah. which is great. Uh-huh. And Seeley got to be a hero, and Tomac yeah, did, and did. Anderson. and every, like I mean, it's just great. Yeah. Let's do more of them. I agree. More of them. 100%. Bring it on. 702-586-7857. Uh, like I said, Jason Thomas coming up, Paul Parabinos as well. We will uh, talk to a few people about the Supercross Series. Give away that Fly Racing windproof jersey. Maybe a set of tie-downs. I'm trying to find out. No, not yet. Don't know about those tie-downs yet. They're patented, but we don't quite know. Uh, let's start the calls. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? Steve, happy Thursday. Hope things are well for you, yeah, man. Thanks, man. You too. What's up? Absolutely. So I know a lot of us want to talk about the biggest surprise of the season, I didn't even talk about the scariest thing of the season, and that's who's been the most consistent starter in the 450 class? That'd be Mr. Eli Tomac. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so far, just, right? Wow. Yeah, and I don't mean to bag—I don't mean to bag on your boy, but let's be honest. I mean, I would throw him in the category of Larocco and and Timmy is just garbage starters consistently. Man, I don't know if it's 43 points to catch up, scary, but that ain't good because. I mean, even when he was, even in his quarter year of domination in 2015 outdoors, he wasn't doing that. No, what's going on? No, not really. But it's small sample size, right? So we have the it is, it is. we have the main event at A1 that he whole shot and was pulling away. We have yep. one of the mains that he whole shot at, and he was up front though in two of them, anyways. Um, yep, two out of three. So small yep. sample size. Let's see how it goes from here. But you're right; they seem to be better. And so, where's Baggett's starts been? Right? They they've yep. normally been yep. very good. Um, where's yep. his starts been? Anderson hasn't been as money as he has in the past. Uh, Marv either. You know, so nope. yeah, it's uh, it's inter- interesting. I, I know the Eli was always on people for calling him a bad starter. He was saying it was more the first lap than it was the actual start of the race, um, yep. and that's that's you know six on one, half dozen on the other to me. But uh, yeah, so far through two rounds, they've been uh, two rounds that he's raced. It's been pretty good. Yeah, that's it's just scary if that can if that continues. 
Um, that's not good, especially if he can some. I say that's not good. Yep. Competi- for competition's sake, that's not good, especially if he can um, if he can carry that within into the outdoor series. That's uh, ooh, that's gonna make things interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know, absolutely, man. Thanks for the call. Yep. Appreciate it, Brian. See you, boss. All right, uh, our first guest of the show from FlyRacing.com, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not too much. I was just listening. Uh, Baggett starts have been really good. Um, he missed a couple here in, in the main event, but honestly, like his starts have been on point. Like he, if he would have shifted in the main event starts this past weekend, he would have whole shot all three. The, um, you go back and look. First two rounds were not very good for him. Uh, qualifiers were good. Main event, yeah, uh, not. Not awesome, no. but I'm pulling him up right now. His starts have been really, really good because I watch all the film of every race, and he's killing his starts. He just needs to figure out the first lap. Um, yeah, well, this weekend was was better for sure, and it was interesting because a long start this weekend, long start in Houston, short start in A1, right? So you're kind of looking a little bit to see trends on on bike horsepower and everything else as well with those yep. with the length. Yeah, of the he starts. was he was six on the first lap at Houston. And it's really been the first lap, I know, just because listening to them talk about it. Um, the starts, man, I watch him because he's really who I watch out of the gate every time. They have that figured out. He just needs to. Eh, he just needs to figure out the pace. Um, first lap, first main event of the year, he was 11. So I don't know what happened there, but consistently out of the gate, that bike is money. So I just, uh, I think it's first lap pace, and he's kind of getting shuffled back. Um, if you went back, if you go back and watch, and I don't know how much you can see of him, but his aggression level is just not—it's not where it needs to be on that first lap. And he's going from you know second, third, fourth to six, seven, eight. And with this field, you just can't do that. Kind of, kind of what Eli was saying last year. You know, that was a problem for him. Um, yep. Starts were fine. First lap, not so much. You know, and, and that's always been whether it's been James or Ricky or Chad. That's two guys off the top of my head that were so good of making it turning a tenth around the first turn into a fourth. It was always amazing, you know. It, 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 the first yep. few rhythm lanes, these guys, man, they're, they're the elite guys. They just kill it. Uh, so that's a big part of the part of it, you know. Um, all right, so the big news, I think, well, it's a few news. I don't know how big it is, but but Mookie's going to race another race with JGR Suzuki. Uh, Bogle's back this weekend for the team, and they always said, hey, you're here as long as Bogle is. Bogle's coming back, but they are keeping Mookie on. I talked to Coy Gibbs last week, and he said, I'd love to have him. I just don't want it to cost me anything, you know, so I la all the costs covered. Um, and I know Mookie and his people are working at trying to get some sponsorship, you know, a la like an NFAB deal like Phil had for a couple of years or whatever. But, man, I, they got to keep him on there. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know who's going to step up. I don't know what the whole deal is, JT. But uh, this is a great opportunity for Mookie if he, if he can just stay on the team. Yeah, the, the question is, is how does it not cost him anything? That would <laughs> I don't know how it how you can add a rider of his caliber with the travel and I don't know if you have to put another mechanic on it or how that works but it's got to cost something. Well, I think this, the mechanic wasn't part of what Coy was talking about. They have a few extra guys. Renee is going to work for him this weekend. Okay. Um, so maybe not that, but as far as travel, right? Um, yep. Travel would be the big thing. Bikes, well, yeah, he would have to for sure. I, I would I would think there's no chance of paying him a salary. Uh, so travel. To and from the races, entry fees, uh, two hundred bucks yep. a round, and there we go, right? Yeah, that's that's at least probably between eight hundred and twelve hundred a weekend. Yeah, just to cover those yeah. two. So, and then oh. bonuses are covered by Suzuki. Bikes and parts are no problem. That's Suzuki. You know what's coming out yep. of JGR's pocket? That would be that. Um, I, I don't know. Some can't somebody figure it out? 
Seriously, Mookie can't Mookie even figure it out by himself, reach into the pocket? Well, I think if you went to Mookie and said, hey, it's going to cost you um, $1,000 a weekend to be on a factory team and this program for the rest of Supercross, are you okay with that? I'm pretty sure he would say yes. Right. I don't know that. Maybe not. No. Maybe he would take a stand and say no, but I, I would be that would be silly in my opinion. Well, I think so. You can win $2,000 and up from the main event purse. Well, Suzuki, plus bonuses, plus, bonus, you know, yep. all the other money, he, gear money, and whatever else deals yeah. he's got. No, you know? I know. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, they got to make it happen. Someone's got to make this yeah. happen. Couldn't agree more. So, uh, how do you think he's been through two races? I think he's been okay. He was better than I expected in Houston. Um, I didn't expect him to be able to go 21 minutes and get 11th. I, I don't think he set the world on fire by any means. You know, his, his speed was okay in the heat race. Um, 11th was better than I thought, but I didn't really see any flashes of brilliance in Anaheim 2, which I was kind of looking for. Uh, I think most of us were hoping in that eight minute plus one minute, eight minute plus one lap main event that he would be near the front and show us something, but unfortunately got caught up in that crash with Tickle and never even had a chance. So, um, I think it's still TBA. You know, the heat races were his strong suit last year, and we didn't have any heat races in Anaheim 2. So we'll see. I, I think it's still too early to tell, but I think it's just kind of been, yeah, okay, you know, decent so far, but um, hasn't been terrible, hasn't been great. So Tomac just destroyed everybody at Glendale last year. It, was, it yeah, wasn't it was even funny. Um, he won this weekend. You know, Anderson beat him in one of the mains, and he got fifth in the other one. Um you think he does it again? You think he's back? You think he wins? I do, but I think it's start dependent. Uh, you know, that was the key last year was, you know, he won a lot of races last year and it wasn't always from the front, but to dominate the way he did, I mean, he got the whole shot. And I remember looking up at the end of like the second lap when, you know, Chad was, it was like Chad and Dungey were second, third, and he was gone. I mean, I, I want to say he had like a five or six second lead on the second lap. Uh, and then he just, you know, he took off from there and stretched that out. Yep. So um, to answer your question, if he get, if they let him get the whole shot again, yeah, I, th- I think he's gone. I think he's out of there. Um, but, you know, that's been really hit and miss for him. Track I look. think his starts have improved, yeah. but I don't think they're just every time um, rock solid. Track looks busy this weekend. Looks uh, Looks long and busy. Yeah, they're, you know, it's typical Glendale where there's long straightaways. Yep. They, uh, the way that stadium's laid out, it's a football stadium, so they're, it's, it's long and um, kind of narrow width, right? So that, mm-hmm. that sets up not a, lot of, not a lot of turns and a long, long, fast straightaways. So we'll see how the whoops play out. That was a big passing zone last year because there was a lot of speed coming in. And uh, there was, a, you know, a lot of people are making passes. Uh, it was a tough section for Marv specifically last year. And, you know, we've, we've talked about that a lot, but it was one of the rounds where it was it, it was noticeable where he was getting passed. So we'll see how he is and if that's a factor again. Um, but the, I, I do think there will be a little bit more passing than we saw at A2, which is a plus. Interesting, the start goes pretty long, and then it kind of makes a slow bend to the left and then into a, into a berm you know, over a little triple or whatever. I don't know if that's going to be two turns or one turn you know what i mean like how fast are these dudes coming up on that left hand bend on the track map it looks like a pretty drastic turn but we'll see how it turns out it looks a little weird it's one thing i've learned from the track maps you can't really trust them too much because you know they get in there with the stadium and the dozers and lay dirt and they're like well that's not going to work and then they start changing stuff or out of dirt or something 
Product. Yeah, exactly. It just seems like it's it's kind of a template, and then they just kind of go from, on the fly from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to uh, to see. Uh, you think Marv races twenty minute? I do. 20, I, I, twenty minute plus one. Yeah, I, I do. I think it's too early to call it good. You know, if if he can't go again and he loses more points, and it's still, then I think they have to take a hard look at it. Um, but I think I think for this weekend at least, I think he's out there and gives it a shot. All right, let's get to the phone lines. We've got a lot of questions here for uh, for JT and us. Uh, Blake, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Good. What's your question, man, What uh, for Jason Thomas or myself? First off, I'm the guy who kind of started that Twitter war yesterday, bringing up the Anderson-Tomac points deficit. I don't know whether to be happy or sorry about that whole thing that blew up, but uh, that was kind of funny with Davo and AC getting in. Um, my question, though, who do you think right now has more raw speed, Tomac or Anderson? Because we saw Anderson catch and pass him at the end yeah. of the third main last time, but shoulder, yeah, three sh- main, with all no that. Sh- with no shoulder, I go Tomac, you know? JT, what about uh, I, I don't. What? I was going to say, I don't, think it's, I don't think there's any argument that would say Tomac has the raw speed. I mean, he's been the fastest qualifier at two out of three races. He missed one race with a bad shoulder, and then he won the overall with a bad shoulder. I, I would I would think that the even the second race Cole was kind of catching him. I don't think he was anywhere near 100 percent in either of those main events, especially the last one. You, we saw what happened with Marvin, where he just basically had to not even race. Same for Dino; he couldn't race either. So for Eli to be able to gut out a second was was telling telling as far as where he's at comparatively to those guys. But to think he was 100 percent in those main events, I think would uh, would be foolish. Yeah. Right. Right. So so say they. Go for start first and second this this weekend. Who? How do you think that plays out? Yeah, I think Tomac. I think Tomac wins. Tomac. Yeah, JT. All right. Sounds like same same thing. So, all right, man. Thanks. Yeah, I think it'd be a good race. Um, it just it just all depends. You know, if if they're both 100, percent I like Eli's chances. But is he 100? percent I mean, he wasn't last week. He's got another week under his belt. Uh, he's going to be closer. But 100 percent that's that's tough to manage. He's only a few weeks away. You know, a few weeks removed from a pretty big shoulder injury. Uh, what's going on, Justin? How are you? What's your question? What's happening? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Um, so I was wanting to get your um, JT or yourself and um, just thoughts on the heart rates everyone was talking about after the races last year or last week. Do you feel that those were accurate? Um, people were talking about Christian Craig being way high. I just maybe thought, uh, wondered where Jason's might have been back in, in the day. And I, I've done some racing and know that mine are never that high. These are elite top guys, so maybe they're pushing way hard. But that just seems high in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, the heart rate, the ones I saw, I saw over 200 for a few guys. I think Christian yeah. Craig maybe I saw was like his max was like 208 or something. Uh, to me, that's high. You know, I, I can't say whether it's accurate or inaccurate, but I know from my own racing you know i would just have a heart rate monitor on while i was riding um and i would be in the 180s um mm-hmm. for you know that would be where i was sitting for most of a supercross main event uh yeah i don't know it's hard to say from what i've heard and read and this is completely just you know could be wrong could be inaccurate it seems like some of the um reverberations from the engine and stuff can throw some of that stuff off i don't know that for sure uh, but to see that on the screen, the first thing I said was, wow, that seems really high. So I would mm-hmm. agree with you on that. Um, I never was anywhere close to anything like that. <laughs> right. I agree. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks, man. That's Appreciate all it. Thank you. Thanks.
Uh, let's get into some Blake Baggett and Fantasy Supercross talk. Will, what's happening? What's your question about Baggett? Hey. What's happening? What's up, guys? So I was wondering why Baggett had like a negative one handicap for the last couple weeks. JT? Uh, it was really based kind of on his results. Um, you know, he was 12th at the first round. Um, we had him, we had him as an all-star going in for Anaheim one. So, cause he was, you know, top eight in points from the previous season. Uh, he finished 12th at the first round. So we basically, you know, there's eight all-stars each weekend. He wasn't, he was obviously 12th in points coming out of there. Uh, so by the book, he should have been really, a, you know, a minus two. We didn't really feel like he was on the level of a 12th place guy. So we made him a, or, um, a little bit worse than that because we, as we've seen lately, he's been moving further and further forward. Uh, he was seventh of the second round and then was battling for fifth overall in the final race and, and lost out to Weston. So, um, it's it's tough because you're going off results. One, you have to you have to use the results basically, just like a, a football team where that you know you are what your results say you are. But we also know that he's capable and is riding much further up than that in most of the main events. Uh, without that tough block, he probably gets you know fourth or fifth overall, maybe better uh, yeah. at at the last round. So it's it's difficult. Um, there's there's no perfect answer to it. Uh, we're just trying to use reasoning and make the best, you know, uh, handicap possible for him. Yeah, well, that all makes sense. I was just curious how you uh, went about that. Cool. So thanks for explaining it. No problem, man. Yeah, thanks yeah. For the call. Just to add to that, um, really how it goes, um, Dan Truman, Paul Parabinos, and myself, who have all been around this sport, you know, Paul was a a racer himself, then won a national championship as a mechanic. Dan's been around. Uh, he was my mechanic. He raced professionally himself, qualified for a few nationals, and now he works for Chad Reed. And then myself racing and been around it. We all we all send these edits to each other, and we all kind of go back and forth and come to an agreement. And sometimes we have to compromise. You know, some, sometimes I just say, Paul, I don't agree with that, and um, I'll give him one, and the next time around he'll see things my way. Um, but really, as far as that stuff goes, it's just we're trying to be fair and, and use logic based on the insight we have. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'll never you'll never make everybody happy, you know. So um, let's go to uh, Nathan. You there? Yeah. How's it going, guys? What's up, man? Well, uh, first off, uh, with JT on the line, I did the VIP with him in uh, 13 and 14 at Monster Cup, and it was amazing. So um, I don't know well, why thanks. people were bagging on him a couple weeks ago, but I had a great time. And uh, JT, it, it really uh, wasn't. It wasn't really people. It was just one guy. <laughs> but, gotcha. Yeah. Well, it was it was well worth it. And I look forward to doing it a third time. So cool. Um, a couple things. Uh, one thing about the Triple Crown. I know there's there's talk about whether it was good or bad. One thing I think they could add to it was, would be put a little bit of a bonus in there for winning all three, maybe with like an extra championship point or something. Um, I kind of thought, I don't know if Baggett had anything, or I mean, uh, Tomac had anything for Anderson, but I would like to have thought, you know, if he had won the first two, you know, put a little bit more emphasis on going for that third win rather than just riding around in second. Um, I don't know what. Sure, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd be down with that. Five extra points if you win all three. Sure, whatever, yeah. Yeah, and then Baggett. Um, What's that, JT? Uh, I was going to say five points might be a, a, a that's a lot, but okay. I would I would be okay with getting something for it for sure. Yeah, and then with Baggett, I'm wondering if we're just holding him to a little bit of uh, over expectations for the year. Um, you know, he just came off that wrist or that thumb injury rather, 
And I remember an early on interview with him, you know, he, he didn't seem super sure of the new bike. You know, he kind of was like, you know, let's see how it goes. Um, but I don't think he's going to really show his strength again outdoors. Uh, yeah, maybe. You know, he only got one podium last year, so it's not like he was killing it last year. But so much practice times that were really good. So many times he jumped to the top of the board, um, showed speed. You know, in, in practice, and and then didn't quite have it in the in the main events or would charge up. So some of us thought he might take a little bit of a jump. You know, that's that's sort of well, why we talk about it. Just to add to that side there, I you know obviously I'm really closely associated with that team, and I talked to Blake about it this week, and they had a huge meeting after Houston. Basically, okay, what's going on here? Um, and honestly, they they've been guessing with the bike. They really didn't have a lot of uh, information to go on. And Blake was kind of like, well, I don't even know really what to change because I don't know what that change is going to do. Um, but he told me on Friday before Anaheim 2 that they changed the bike a ton. Like they really changed a lot of different things. And he was like, I hope this is going to be good. I, I, f- I feel a lot better at the practice track. Um, we'll see how it is tomorrow. Uh, and then that feeling was kind of reiterated on Saturday night after the race. It was like, hey, man, we're – we're in a lot better place than we were. Like, we should be good now. So I think the first two weekends of struggles were due to just both the injury and getting the bike late because those guys didn't really get to ride the bike until December. So it's been a, it's been a learning process, I think, for, for everyone on that new bike. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, uh, thanks for the call, Nathan. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks. Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxxis Tires. Uh, all the lines are full right now, so we will get to you in a second. Um, JT, uh, Brayton did well at the Triple Crown format uh, and uh, tied for third overall. Barsha didn't do as well, and Roxon didn't do as well. So big weekends for all three of those guys in the sense of I want to see if Brayton can back it up a little bit. I don't know about third, but but you know top five ride, top six ride. Uh, Barsha had two podiums and was a little off at the monster, at the triple crown, and Roxon was terrible uh, for him, uh, his standards. So big weekend for those three guys in 450s. I want to see what they can do. Yeah, with Roxon, I mean to go. I think he went 11, 12, four, something like that. If I if I'm not mistaken, that that's way out of character. Um, it had you had to think that that's mental. I don't know what else you can attribute that to other than he just whether you know he knew it or subconsciously he just wasn't himself. You know he showed signs of life in that final main event, but it still wasn't what we saw the first two rounds. Um, and then with Barsha, you've got to think it was just a start because that's really the first time all year that he hasn't been able to get a start all night. And you saw the difference. Um, he was able to move forward at times. He, obviously, that led to problems with uh, Cooper Webb. But the starts are critical, I think, for for Justin Barsha. And if he he obviously knows how to race from the front, we've seen that already this year. But if he doesn't get the start, uh, we may see more of that seven, eight, nine, ten from him. So it'll be interesting to see if he can bounce back and get to the front again, because that was pretty uncharacteristic for him to get three bad starts in a row. Speaking of him, uh, Mitch, what's happening? Welcome to the Fly Moto 60 show. What's going on? Mitch, you there? Um, you just like, like, um... Can't hear you, Mitch. All right, see you later. Um, let's go to Lumberjack. Lumberjack, you have a theory on why the whoops were cut down. Yeah, I, I know you said uh, in one of your earlier shows you had about three theories. I'm wondering if... Um, they got to the track, and with it being the triple crown format, did they say, well, uh, we can't have these whoops causing carnage. We want this triple crown thing to work out 
And so we've got to make the easiest track possible because the three main events, if we have all these riders go down and cause all these injuries, all the riders are going to be um, you know, sure. Up yeah, that, that's a, that's a good theory. So is the theory that it was Amateur Day uh, to make so they wanted to do that, and so was the theory that. Uh, the whoops were so big on Friday that uh, KTM and Roger DeCoster complained. That's all. So, that's all solid with, theories. I'll go with all three. With any theory, aren't they professional enough to think about this shit before? Uh, yes. Yes. JT, what do you <laughs> I think? Uh, I think, and to maybe like a three B to your theory. Uh, I think they they'd already lost, almost lost Tomac for the series. Dino has not been himself, and Marvin they didn't even know if he could race. So three stars of the sport were already out. And they looked at big whoops and are like, man, if we lose another guy, or if Marvin and Eli can't race because the whoops are too difficult, we're screwed here. So let's make the track as easy as we can, which I think part of that was amateur day from the track. But the whoops, I think, was directly resulted to the fact that they had injured starters of the sport. Whether that's right or wrong, can't say. But I think that was that was what we saw. Yeah. So, and yeah, I mean, whether... You know, I don't think you can sit there and say that's bullshit that they did that. If that's true, if right. that's the right theory, I get it. Yeah, but you it, know? but if Eli, if Eli and Marvin can't race simply because the whoops are too tough, who does that serve? As, other than you know, like Anderson or, or Roxon, that yeah. doesn't help the show. That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Lumberjack. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely caused some problems in the pits. People were not stoked on that at all. I don't blame them. I would be pissed too if I was racing. And I, you know, like I guarantee you, if Chad Reed was on championship form, he would have been raising hell. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been social media post worthy. Yep. Uh, what's up, Brandon? How are you? What's going on? Oh, pretty good. How about you guys? I'm good, man. What's your question? Hey, uh, do you think the starting grades have helped Eli's? Uh, starts any i mean he's been actually killing it whenever he does get the race so. um good question yeah good question they've been a little bit better small sample size like we talked about beginning of the show the guys i talked to they're like ah starting grades don't matter too much um as far as you know if you're one of the top qualifiers and you have a good position um i don't know could be jt right who knows yeah i haven't i don't have enough experience to really know but what from the outside it just looks like it add some consistency because it's the same thing every single time. You're not switching dirt from week to week uh, because like the dirt at Houston would be way different than the dirt at Anaheim versus the dirt at, you know, Minneapolis or somewhere is going to be way different. So once these guys get it figured out, it's kind of the same thing over and over and over, which I guess is good if you have it dialed and, and not so good if you don't. Yeah. Uh, one more bag of question. Trevor, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. You? No, we're good. What's happening? What's your question? I was just wondering that if, with Baggett coming off a pretty good off season last or uh, outdoor season last year, if he doesn't have a good Supercross season, how is next year's outdoors looking? Oh, I think fine. I, I don't know. What do you think, JT? I don't. I, but Blake's outdoor skills are on point. Yeah, and as far as the Supercross, I think he's going to be good. I think uh, I think the first week was rough, and they knew it when they came in. They're just like, man, we got a lot of things to figure out here. Um, but I would be very, very surprised if you don't see him, you know, in the, in the top five in time qualifying, just like we saw at Anaheim two, and him battling for a top five spot. I really got the feeling leaving the weekend that they figured a lot of things out. So we'll see if that stays true for Phoenix. Yeah, I talked to Burner after the race. He was stoked with the changes, with the bike changes. Yeah, you know? yeah. it but, seemed like they were all left there with a big sigh of relief. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you.
Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to... Who's on? I don't know who this is. Who, who is this? Hello? Hello? You're on the air. Who is this? Oh, this is AJ. What's up, I'm AJ? Right. How are you? Um, Thanks for the bag. That thing is awesome. Oh, but, yeah. No worries. Uh, yeah, totally forgot to ask last week. So now, well, the last weekend, it being three main events, does that count as three separate mains, as in wins, when it comes to record books? No. No, not at all. The only winner was uh, Eli Tomac. Got one main event win for that. Okay. And, two, I have another question. Sure. Um, now that they're doing the Olympic-style points for that, do you think Olympic-style points for every round would be better than the 26 points in down or no? No, because you only have one main, so you need to give an appropriate amount of points. You know what I mean? You can't just have one point for for one main event and throw all the, all the structure out, you know, all the point structure. you got to have a difference between first and second. got to have a difference between second and third. You know what I mean? And all that. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, okay. I, I don't think so. Thanks, man. No problem. Thanks. Uh, Pulp Fantasy question from uh, Porch. What's up, Porch? How are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? Hey, so I'm a little confused on the uh, when someone qualifies for double points. So I know it's only people that aren't all-stars, but is it that when you say, like, oh, they need to be in the top ten or whatever to qualify for double points, is that that they just finish in the top ten or is that, like, including their fantasy, like, you know what I mean? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's basically, so whatever their handicap is, if they're not an all-star, so say you're looking at um, Jake Weimer for this weekend. He's making his return at Glendale. He's a handicap nine, and he's not an all-star. So for him to get double points, he needs to at least at least get 19th or better. So you're taking his nine, and that's his handicap. You're adding, you know, you're taking away nine positions. That puts him in 10th, and you're getting double points for 10th. You always work off a of 10th, right, JT? That's an easy way to yep. describe it. You work off a of yep. 10th place and some plus or minus from that. So uh, mm-hmm. if, if Tomac was one, minus one last week, right? So he's a nine. He had to get ninth or better, correct, JT? Was he, was he a one? Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so Tomac would be ten minus one. Sandicap was minus one, and he'd get ninth or better to get double points. Uh, Weimer's a plus nine, so nineteenth or better to get double points. Okay, so if he, if Weimer got twentieth, then he wouldn't qualify for double points. Correct, and right. and right. all stars so, cannot get double points ever. Right. Yeah. Cooper Webb for me. I picked Cooper Webb at Houston. He was a one. He got twelfth, and I got screwed. So that was awesome. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, man. Anything else? Uh, yeah, one other quick question, too. Um, I read about this on Vital, and I know what you're going to say. Oh, boy. On Vital. But I had heard about this rumor a while ago. Uh, I live in Southern California, and I heard about a rumor of a new track coming in Corona up off, like, the 71 or something like that. I just saw an at, or an article that Michael Lindsay posted about it, too, saying that there's a good chance that it might be happening or something like that. Have you heard anything about that at all? Yeah, doesn't Monster own it? Isn't Monster owning it or something? Yeah, I heard it was owned by like uh, some construction company or something. And then Monster bought the land. And yeah, I did hear that. I, but uh, that's all I heard was Monsters bought a track off the seventy-one by Brea somewhere, and they're building a yeah. track. JT, did you hear anything about that? I haven't. No, that's oh. cool though. That'd be yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's all I heard. I haven't heard anything. Playground. Yeah, Slayground. Yeah. yeah. I would be stoked because that's literally fifteen minutes from my house. Awesome. So hey, fine. Porch, do you uh, do you want to set a pro taper tie downs? Hell yeah, dude. That'd be awesome. They're patented, bro. Hell yes. That sounds great. To okay. Me. Stay on hold. Tits will get your information. Thanks to ProTaper for that. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, man, a lot of calls, JT. A lot of calls. Let's get them. Dale, what's up? How are you? Hey, pretty good. Um, 
So you guys were talking previously about, or not today, but you guys just said, like, oh, yeah, 17 Triple Crown format. You yeah. Know, go for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, what would you guys, what do you guys think about, you know, because some guys aren't really, you know, the the qualifying kind of guys, you know, to get top 18 and then, you know, you got four-lap sprint. A lot of guys are better, you know, when it comes down to the racing, that's when they, that's when they shine. What do you guys think about throwing – Instead of 17 rounds, changing it to a chase series and doing like, you know, the last seven or 10 rounds as the uh, triple well, crown format. Let's take, for let's the take top that two, sep- two separate things, JT. What about a chase format? You like that or no? Man, I, I don't, only because I don't like the fact that all these races at the beginning kind of don't matter. And when I say don't matter, really matter for, at the front anyway. Uh, because for a guy like Anderson or Tomac or whatever, um, I want those guys racing, you know, every single lap in these first rounds, like their championship depends on it. And I don't think they would be, I think they would just kind of be, I don't want to say taking it easy, but it wouldn't kind of wouldn't matter as much. Um, well, I don't know JT, because you'd be seated for the chase by main event wins or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. But I, mean, I just don't think it matters as much. If you can, if you can bust your ass and get a 20 point lead, with five rounds to go, that's a that's a that's a big coup for them. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just not a huge fan of the chase thing. I, I like changes. I like making it better. I just don't know if I love that particular scenario. All right, Dale. Yeah. There you go. I, I was just thinking because then you get top 22 guys, you know, after that, and then boom, they're they're qualified yeah. into the yeah. triple crown, and, yeah. and then boom, throw in your B main that you've been preaching on. Yeah, bro, yeah. B main. Thanks, Dale. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank All right, you. Thanks. All right, Shad. What's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. How you doing? We're good. What's your question, man? Yeah, it's about the triple crown. I mean, it's called a triple crown, so is is three races tally up for a overall purse or a payout or anything like that? I mean, I haven't heard any advertisement or promotion. Chad, do you enough. do you think that the guys would make the each main pay a full main event purse? Hell no. Well, I'm just wondering. Hell if no. Three races would add up to you know. No, like, they like just pay, they went off an overall and your they went off they went off an overall and your overall was scored and paid just like a ma- regular main event. Oh yeah, so the three races aren't going to add you know for an extra bonus or nothing. No, huh? hell no, no. Well, they call it a triple crown. So oh, I know. Yeah. Well, they they used to do some pretty cool stuff like with triple crown stuff. Like the winner would get a Toyota truck, and yeah. they've done stuff in the past. But for this year, I don't think and, there's anything to win. And Shad, it was a little unclear. I talked to a couple of agents who told me that uh-huh. they they think that a main they a one a, one of those main event wins would be paid out like a moto score in an outdoor for a bonus. From the OEMs, okay, um, but they okay. weren't sure. It was really up, and you know, it's something new. Contracts are already done and and written and sealed, you know. Um, but but agent, a couple of agents I thought to I, th- I talked to said that they thought that Anderson they would hope. get yeah they hope Anderson would get a moto win bonus, uh, as would Sealy, as would uh, Eli, you know. So uh-huh. yeah, but I, I think see. but I, I think the, but cool I think the factories could just tell you to pound sand if 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 uh, yep. you know. Yeah, I thought it'd be cool, like, uh, you know, all three venues, whoever, you know, tallied up the most points in, in you know, nine motos, you know what I mean? You yeah, know, yeah, would, got would some. out with yeah. a bonus. That'd be great. Yep. And like JT said, it used to be uh, Vans Triple Crown was 100 grand and there was a truck or I don't know. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, man. All right. Appreciate then. it. Thank you. Yeah, JT, I, I don't see anything happening that they hadn't talked about. So just wasn't going to go on, right? 
No, I, I mean, I know they wanted to do it. I, I, and even if they do do it, it doesn't mean that I love that format. Um, I think they would just get way too much pushback from the powers that be on some of these teams. To It would just make it too much randomness at the end for championships. And I, don't, I don't think that people would love that. Ari, what's happening? How are you? Ari? Ari? Yeah, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's happening? Hey. Uh, I was calling to see who your guy was for the 250 class this weekend. What do you think, JT? 250 class winner for you this weekend, Glendale. Shane McElrath. Shane McElrath. All right. Stamping it. Uh, good. It was good dirt. Lots of traction. It looks like a busy track. I'll go AC again, like a like a moth to a flame. You, you think he can hold her together? I don't know. Probably not. That's that, he's he's my guy too, and I, it, it just bums me out. Yeah. yeah, JT. What about AC? Like he, he is a bit sketchy, man. And we saw it this weekend. Um, <laughs> we've seen it. We've seen it in Houston. He crashed three times. For God's sakes, um, he's fast, JT, but he can't hold it together. Yeah, he's always kind of been like that, though, man. Honestly, even when he was an amateur, I can remember a famous story about you know Alan getting upset and he was crashing and you know they wanted more time to test and this is an amateur days like he wasn't even close to pro yet he may have still been on an 80 i think maybe he was moving up to a big bike but i want to say he was on a super mini and they wanted more testing time and bones basically said yeah just stop crashing and things will go better so <laughs> um, i don't think it's anything new but yeah. he's gonna have to learn to eliminate that if he wants to win titles yeah. that's for sure all right ari thanks man appreciate it hey thank you thank Bye. you yeah, it's uh, you just don't see title winners um, crashing like he like he does. You know, you don't see yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it can be something that you learn. Like Ricky crashed his brains out when he got on a two fifty over and over and over, and then he sorted it out and look what happened. So I, I think it can happen. He's just got to he's got to figure out what's missing or or if it's mental or if he's just. I think sometimes he's just pushing one percent too much. And that you know you've got to find that sweet spot of where yeah. you're going as hard as you can, but you're not you're not making the mistake. Which, yeah. to be honest with you, I think is what Anderson's kind of found so far this year. Yeah, yeah. Nick Way's working with AC, and and Nick was up here for the Pulp Show before the season, and he was talking. He was like, "Yeah, it's a little sketchy." <laughs> yeah, know? he just got to he's got to back it down that one percent. Yeah. And find a place where he can do every week, still at that elite speed, but he's not taking the chance that puts him on the ground. Uh, last question for JT. Ryan, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, uh, yeah, going back to your argument about uh, Eli Tomac catching Jason in the championship. Yeah. Uh, what happens? Because right now it's the first time we've seen Jason Anderson. Uh, I think he's the alpha dog and carry the points. But what happens whenever Mooskin is Tomac? Roxy. All right, once you get out of that wind tunnel, let me know what's up. <laughs> uh, thanks, JT. Appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for coming no on flyracing.com. Please check them out. They make much more than just moto gear, obviously, the mountain bike stuff, the snow stuff, the watercraft stuff, the hard parts. Um, yeah. Uh, and by the way, we're giving away a fly racing windproof jersey, JT. And when I asked Tits, he said, yes, he indeed had one. Yes. Yeah, those things are good. We make a windproof club, too, that's really good. Yeah. Well, and uh, anybody that's on hold, please ask Paul and complain to Paul about handicaps. He really likes that. Yes, there we go. Perfect. Thanks, JT. All right, see you guys. Appreciate it. Speaking of Paul, uh, protaper.com, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, Steve, what's up? Oh, you know, just taking some fantasy questions, talking about AC, talking about Anderson and Tomac. So, um, you, do, you love AC. I do. Bowers 
AC, Tim Ferry. What else? Is, yeah, is that, yeah, is that, you were very biased towards AC in those two. <laughs> um, man, he's fast, but he is sketchy. He he crashed he three times quick. in Houston. He had a, an amazing crash in, in Anaheim too. Uh, did he crash in A one? Probably in practice at some point. Probably, yeah. Um, but hey, he's a tough sucker though too. Yeah, he's not scared to send it, as the, as A Ray says. <laughs> right. Yeah, when yeah. you when so you what's, what's wait, happening? Wait, you worked for you worked at Pro Circuit when he was there, right? Yeah, yeah his yeah. first couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Was he always like that? Um, no, not really. He was. Um, I, I personally think he was a bit just too little. Yeah. And made the jump too quick. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think the toughest part for Adam was he went through a time of so much injury and so much self-doubt that to me he's still not the person he was on a on a super mini like meant like uh confidence wise and just just the yeah. things he says and the things he does on Instagram like uh, I think he's still a bit too concerned with what other people think of him and and um but uh but man he's he can rip and uh but yeah he just needs to stop crashing right yeah so. no absolutely uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Get Technology is finally available. It uh, works parts for your production machine, everybody. Barsha and Webb are using the uh, little get uh, LC- ECU uh, generation, the RX1 processor that's on on it, the uh, LCGPA, that launch control system. That's that little orange box on the front fender. Uh, we love the guys at Get as well as ProTaper.com. Please check out ProTaper for more uh, info from their hard parts. Uh, Jason Anderson of the Rockstar Husky team currently leading the points and currently running ProTaper products. And Maxxis Tires, yeah. Maxxis.com, MXST Tire coming out soon. Developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, uh, Paul Parabinos on the line. Um, so, all right, we, we talked a little bit about this before uh, you came on, Paul, but um, Justin Bogle's making his return. This weekend for the JGR team, another pro taper team, and uh, and they're keeping Mookie on, which is a good thing, man. They got to someone has to make this work. I want to see three guys under that truck all year long. No, it's cool. Um, and and I remember when you were grilling me when when I mentioned that that might happen. You were like, "Is this a is this a uh, a take? Like, is this some a, some some news?" And honestly, I just didn't know. But I, I know the JGR guys and doing business with them. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're good. They're good people, and yeah. um, uh, so it's cool that they're going to have three bikes. I mean, that's awesome for me as a sponsor. It's awesome yeah. for the sport. We have keep the personalities out there, and and no, it's it's a win for everybody. It's cool that they were able to figure it out. We got a, we kind of figured out. JT and I did, you know, a couple hundred bucks to enter the race, thousand to fifteen hundred uh, a weekend for travel, and uh, so roughly fifteen to two grand is needed per race to keep him on the road. Who's going to work on his bike? Uh, Rene is this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So I don't know. Is Rene just hanging around with nothing to do so he can be a mechanic? I have no idea. But Rene, Rene is kind of like parts uh, lead technician slash parts guy, um, but he's been out here in California kind of managing. I know he's like a, a big piece to the communication between JGR and Suzuki Japan as well. So, um, But, I mean, he's yeah, he's a guy that's not – yeah, he's just kind of extra hands on the weekend, so it's cool they could plug in such a – such an all-star, you know. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. So, uh, you know, I don't think JGR would need to hire a mechanic. I don't know. I don't know how that all works, but um, it'll be interesting to see. So, Tomac killed him last year at Glendale. Uh, JT thinks he's going to win again this weekend. What's your take? 
You know, um, and I, I don't know if I said this to you earlier, but for some reason I have I have trouble not being romantic about motocross, I guess, like Billy Bean and uh, Moneyball with baseball. But um, uh, I think Roxon wins this weekend. I, 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 I think, um, or at least I hope to see him fight for a win just because I think it's a pivotal race that he needs to rebound um, and keep this thing tight because I know he has title aspirations and, and I think – I think he's capable of it. I think the first two rounds showed that something wasn't right at Anaheim. That's fine. Give him a pass. Anaheim's mm-hmm. obviously something, you know, big yeah. sticking mine in his head. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm thinking – I don't know why I'm thinking that. I'm thinking just maybe uh, – I think Roxon and Craig are going to be very good this weekend. Maybe a Honda sweep. Uh, I'm mm. hoping the track is going to be much, much more difficult. Um, do with the – because of the kind of rumors and things that happened – um, at Anaheim too, and then looking at the track map, I mean, this could be a very gnarly track. There's a yeah. bunch of floor space. There's a bunch of long rhythm lanes. Those could be difficult. So I'm hoping it's a hoping we have a pro level track because we didn't have one last weekend. Sticking, no, we didn't. Sticking to 250s though. Uh, Savachi's got the red plate. Third guy in three races to have it. A uh, fourth guy if you look at the the coming in Justin Hill. Um, he looks calm. He looks good in control. He looks doesn't look like he's throwing it away like he had a little bit of issues last year, right? Um, yeah, Savachi looks good. Yeah, and that's awesome to see because I think this is more of a Savachi from 2016 and 2017. It was just riddled with with mistakes. So um, I think he's matured, and and mm-hmm. that's a big deal. That these are these are kids, you know, and and each year is a big learning curve. And so I think he's matured. I think he realizes, hey, I can't win every single one of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be doing stupid jumps. Sometimes I need to maximize the points I get every weekend. And if that's a top three, then take it and move on. You know, have yeah. to, you have to be there in the end. And I don't think if he would have did that last year, uh, the last round wouldn't be, wouldn't have been nearly as pressure filled for him. So um, cool to see him kind of being in the mix. And I think we're going to have a heated, heated West coast battle. Cause I think Macarath won't, won't be denied. Um, I do think Cincerillo and Oldenburg could get a win. Plessinger should rebound. And I, for some reason, I think Craig, especially if the track is going to be difficult with big whoops, I think he's going to be in the mix this weekend. Uh, yeah, Savachi. Cool. The West Coast series is awesome. Yeah, at, uh, in Houston, uh, Savachi, uh, Plessinger obviously caught him and passed him from a ways back. And I talked to Joey, and he was like, yeah, man, I threw it away a lot last year. And, you know, not going to do that. And I'm going to take this second and move on. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. He, wasn't, he wasn't pissed at all. You know that AP got him and, and everything, so that could be a uh, a sign, like you said, of him of him uh, maturing a little bit. Uh, Sexton, we had him on the Paul Bomek show, uh, Jay Sexton, and he led twelve out of the fifteen laps in the third main in Anaheim too. He rode really well in Houston to come up and get a third. He's he's looking good, man. I'm impressed with Sexton. Yeah, and he's awesome, and 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 I've been friends with Chase for a bit now, and I'm close friends with his dad, and. Uh, He's. Uh, I've always told many people this guy, this kid's going to be a better pro than he was an amateur because um, he's extremely fit. Um, he's historically not gotten good starts, but when the track gets rough, when it gets beat up, he excels and he's able to go faster in that way. That Houston track was perfect, and I think I, I even texted our group text and I was like, I was like, Sexton could podium on 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 this type of track, and somehow he he did. I mean, he he was in sixth with like two laps to go and passed his way into third, and that was cool and. Um, so cool to see Chase doing good. He's a super, mm-hmm. super good kid. And, and the big highlight was he's figured out some starts last week and yeah. a little bit too. So, um, um, if he can stay healthy, uh, he's gonna, he'll get another podium. The kid is, um, like I said, but if it, on a track that kind of beats down these longer races, look for Chase to, to be there at the end. So I think Oakland would be a great one for him. And then Seattle, Salt Lake city could be gnarly. Like he's, um, he's going to be very, very good. 
uh, we have a combined race, two two combined races coming out too. Still, so um, 702-586-7857 giving away a Fly Racing windproof jersey. Still, people, uh, thanks to Get and Pro Taper and Maxis as well for coming on the show. Um, yeah, Paul. So some people, not me, some people uh, talk about moving Hill to four fifties. Move him up. He rides it better. Kiefer was one of the guys. I made fun of him on Twitter. That's ridiculous, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's putting the cart in front of the horse a little bit. I mean, he's contracted race 250. He's a defending champ. Like, he needs to, just because it's not going to plan, you can't abandon your plan. Um, you need to work through it, and and he'll become a better rider, better better person through it. So, um, honestly, I think the biggest kind of downfall for him has been the track situation. I mean, we still haven't had a, a – maybe Houston is the outlier there because Houston was a, a mm-hmm. difficult track, especially with the soil, but – um, I think he needs to be challenged, and, and for some reason he's the type of person that doesn't excel when he's not challenged, and, and these tracks have been too easy. So if, yeah. if the track is hard at Phoenix, I look for him to rebound. If he doesn't, my theory goes out the window, and I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, Houston was technical, ruddy, soft, technical, you know, good section. So um, that part was technical, but uh, the other two tracks, not so much. Uh, Gary, what's happening? Uh, what's your question for uh, Paul Pervinos? Yeah, uh, i got to Got a couple of questions. Thanks for taking my call. But uh, kind of curious on Jeff Emick and his lack of knowledge of the riders. And, uh, I mean, the sport that's not there, uh, I guess, what is, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I've been, I've been pretty vocal about it. I like Jeff. He's a good dude. And he's smarter than what he makes it out to be on the broadcast. I, maybe he's scared, Gary, to offend anybody, you know? Yep. More, more political, money-driven kind well, of. Well, I mean, in that sense. sponsored by Fox. He's got a Husky ambassador deal. I don't know. All I know is that he's smarter than he makes it out each Saturday night. You know, I'm looking for yep. more, and I know he's got it there. And I just, I'm curious to why he doesn't expand more on some points and some riders and things like that. No, totally agree. And then, uh, second question uh, with Webb struggling. Um, you guys were talking about this track looking a little more technical coming up. Um, do you think you know that helps him to his benefit if he's a little more technical? Where um, where are you at kinda... on where are you at on Web, Paul? <laughs> Man, it's tough. Uh, I don't know if this track is what he needs. You know, last year and and kind of re- recent history, he, he hasn't excelled on the hard stuff. He's excelled on the ruddier stuff. Um, I think for Cooper, he needs to turn his starts around is the biggest thing. Um, I know he is dealing with a bit of a lingering ankle injury that happened two weeks before Anaheim, so there's that. But uh, And then there's also the added the added uh, uh, aggravation of the fill-in guy crushing it, you know, and I know that would, that would bother anybody. That would bother me. So, um, uh, he needs to just he needs to right the ship. I, I, I am not writing him off. I never will. He's, he's too driven. He's too... Um, He's too kind of, I don't know the word I'm looking for, spunky in attitude and, and loves to win too much. Um, so I've always believed in Cooper, and I and I will. But uh, I think he needs to, uh, first and foremost, if his ankle is, is getting better, his starts need to get better, and, and everything will get better from there. So Yeah, well, that's, that's probably true. Yep. Uh, Gary, uh, good question. You want the Fly Racing windproof jersey? Absolutely. All right, stay on hold. Good question. Tits will get your info. Thanks to Fly Racing dot com for making that happen uh zach what's up you want to talk about tyler bowers yeah so i was listening to the show last week and you were talking about for whatever reason you said uh if you had to get 30 grand for phil you said there's absolutely no doubt that you could do it correct 
No, I, I, like, are you talking about from, the, from from listeners? From listeners, right? Oh yeah, we we're talking about doing. A, <laughs> Paul, we said uh, if we had a GoFundMe, uh, our our number of listeners we have and the passionate fans we have, we could probably get a lot of money uh, to give to a rider. You know, and, and Phil was Easy an example. Easy thirty grand, right? Easily thirty for grand Phil, for yeah. Phil. So, yeah, everyone loves Phil. To, everyone loves Phil. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I was listening to when you're talking to uh, from the BTO show. You're talking to the guy from yeah, uh, from right. BTO, and you're like, "We need a slush hunt for Bowers." That's what you do. That's your deal. That's how you, that's how, that's your in for a team. So you do it like the Packers, bro. So like Pulp Nation owns this team, right? You just say, "Hey, we're going to put Bowers through Supercross. Here's what we need." Yeah, thirty grand, forty grand, dude. I'm telling you right now. Pulp crew would have that happen. Yeah, that we, would happen we sell so fast. we Don't sell sh- we sell shares in the bear. I like it. You Don't sell shares it. in the bear. Each, <laughs> each donation, no, like you're your team owner, so you get like uh, listen, you get t-shirts, you get stickers, yeah. discounts. It would happen. It would listen, happen so fast. Listen to Paul. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get into racing. Hey, we've got to get you in a team manager position. That's where we've got to get you. I like it. That's Let's do it. I w- I would take a guy to the top, Zach. To the top. You would. Oh, boy. Uh, you an ex friend. <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, Paul, I was telling the BTO guys on Friday, we did a special pulp show from there. I said, give me like a slush fund and I can help out guys that, you know, need some help. And like Bowers is pretty much a full privateer. He's got some stuff from Cowie, but he's pretty much a full privateer. I'm like, I'll find these guys and I'll give them some money. Give me a slush fund to work with. <laughs> so I don't think it really went went that well, but um, yeah, no, it's not a not a not a bad idea. Uh, all right, let's go to Nick. Nick, what's up, man? How are you? Steve, you did it. You finally did it. Every time I see the Nets, I laugh. The, the Nets, Nets, bro. Yeah, we did it. It was it was a long haul, uh, four or five years of screaming and yelling, but we did it. It's it's awesome. Hey, uh, everybody, listen to Paul Pocky. It's the best podcast besides this. There we go. Boom, Paul Pocky. I know Paul's a big listener, huge listener. Oh, huge. Um, Every go Leafs. You know. Yeah. No, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Yep. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, Paul, I, I can't wait to see the Nets in action. It'll be it'll be glorious to who's, watch. Who? What rider is most likely, or if you had to pick one rider, who's the first rider to end up in a net? Alex Ray. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean that's not a that's pretty solid. I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna maybe go Freddie Norin or or uh, uh, yeah, Freddie. Freddie's pick. good too. Freddie's good too. He gets a little whiskey throttle. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. All right. So, what do you think, Paul? Is, is Marv a go this weekend? Do you think he'll tough it out? Um, I, uh, I don't know. Um, it doesn't look good. I mean, <laughs> you are so on the fence right now. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Um, I, if you're make telling me to, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, he doesn't. No. If he doesn't. Yeah, especially if yeah. I think the track's going to be difficult and, and very right. tough, then I don't think it happens. Right. Crazy series we have. Marv and Tomac are now Absolutely. so far down, and they are nothing but an uphill climb right now. But Yeah, it's going to be tough. That's uh, tough. I, I, just, I see Anderson riding this thing out, man. I really do. Kenny will get some wins. Tomac's going to win a lot. you know. But Anderson looks so smooth, so put together, so calm compared to years past. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. I think um, uh, a lot of it is owed to what I spoke about earlier, ma- maturity. I mean, these guys are young kids, and I think uh, I really have to compliment Jason on everything he's doing on and off the track. I mean, he's 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 very he's being very smart with his moves. 
um, on the track and financially and what he's doing, you know, behind the scenes. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's maximizing his position in life right now, and he's showing a lot of maturity. And, um, uh, man, that's, he's going to be a hard guy to beat because he's got the speed, and I think he's, he's learned a lot in the last year. And, and I think maybe Dungy leaving the camp and him kind of, yeah. you know, wanting to – you know him staying in California. To me, that's him saying, "I need to do what's best to me." I'm not for me. I'm not going to listen to everybody around me so much anymore. And I think mm-hmm. that shows a great level of maturity. And that's, um, I, yeah, he's a title favorite for sure. So it's cool to see because I think he's a cool dude and he's a pro taper guy. So there we go. Even better. Even um, better. Who wins this weekend in both classes? Who's your picks? I'm going to go Honda Sweep. I'm yep. probably going to be wrong, but okay. uh, again, I, I, I just I like to I would like to see a different winner in 250 class. I don't think that's out of the realm. And um, I think both Craig and Roxon have had have won in this building before. I think they're really good on the hard pack slick stuff. I think it's going to be a more difficult track. I think they'll excel there. Um, and I just want to see it happen for the sake of the sport and the entertainment. And 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 as being a fan, it would be awesome to have more more winners. You know, so I'll so, go that way. So you didn't give us names though, Craig and Roxon, right? Just the Craig and Roxon. Yeah, Craig and Roxon. All right. Uh, perfect, man. Well, hey, thank you for everything, Paul. ProTaper.com. Please check them out. We gave away some patented tie-downs uh, to, uh, to a guy named Porch today. So we, we, we all did a good thing, I think. Yeah. Um, are you going this weekend? Not going this weekend. Okay. Um, but I will be at Oakland. And then uh, we have a big product. We have some new products coming out at Oakland that people will see. And then our full product launch with we have a bunch of exciting stuff happening um, the following week. So uh, oh. look forward to chatting that that week you know on the moto 60 show after oakland and i have a lot to uh perfect to to announce and it'll be cool it's been been over a year of work so it's finally cool to be able to speak about it great man well hey thanks for the time and uh, we'll talk soon thanks paul all right take care all right everybody that's fly race and moto 60 show for another week thanks to get pro taper maxis tires all on board with us and you people a lot of calls tits nice work manning the phones yeah my all of these work. Do you need extra pay for the finger of the pushing the button today? Uh, I consider that uh, included. Okay. P- part of the deal, yeah. Who wins this weekend? Quickly. Um, Anderson and Cincerillo. All right, everybody. That's Tits' Pits. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. Out.